Welcome to episode two of q and I'm with my dear friend of Moog Karwar. What's up, people? And we're about to have an exciting convo today as well. Did I pronounce your name right? Karwar? You did exactly. I was actually waiting on that. Uh, the first name's always a struggle for people. <laughs> a Moog, I get a Mog, a Mug. But Karwar is uh, simpler. Okay, I'm glad. Well, um, Amog and I met in an acting class at a small uh, boutique acting studio called Coaching by Camille. Shout out to Camille. Shout out to Camille. Much love. Yep. Check her studio out if you're looking for acting lessons. She's awesome. And um, I met Amog for the first time in real life when we played basketball just two days ago mm -hmm. on Wednesday. And uh, we played a couple games and we did really well. Um, and I believe... Could have done better. <laughs> Could have done better. Could have done better. Uh, that's true. But I believe Amog, uh, would you say after you saw me play for the first time, I believe your direct words was like, Wow, Ryan, you have the shots of Steph Curry, the footwork of Kobe Bryant, and the mentality of Michael Jordan. Is that what I is said? That, is that's that what you said, right? Could you remind me when, like, what, what was the play that you did? Because, do you know, in the game, the heat of the moment, like, I just oh, forget Oh, he forgot. But, like, no, no, to be honest, yo, that, so, Ryan started off by, we were practicing, you know, shoot around, he's like, dude, not really much of a shooter, you know, like, we have other people on team passing, first play of the game, this guy Ooh. goes in, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but net, dude. So, and then after that, the entire time we played two, three more games, I kicked it out to him. This man passed the ball out. I'm like, yo, Ryan, shoot! <laughs> <laughs> I usually don't shoot threes. Uh, I usually don't. But um, yeah, that court, I I was wide open. I thought it was a good shot. I got lucky. Yeah. But uh, Amog, also a great basketball player. He um, played varsity basketball in high school, mm -hmm. and you can tell. And he I has... bench. I was bench writer for two years. Oh! <laughs> I was. No, I, I, I rolled the bench a lot my fresh first uh, first year too. Mm -hmm. And did you have to get minutes when they would give you garbage minutes at the end, where you're like up by a lot or down by a lot, and you're playing for like uh -huh. the last thirty seconds? Yeah. But I had I played as hard as I can in Bro. those thirty seconds to get more playing time. I worked my butt off. Yeah. And like. I was like practice superstar, you know what I'm oh, saying? Practice hero. You know, that's yeah. just like, I was, that practice my shit. <laughs> I don't know, are we allowed to say shit? Yeah, yeah, you could custom this podcast. All right, cool, We're rated good. R. Comfortable. <laughs> rated R for rated Ryan. R. Right? Yeah. All right, but, um, no, yeah, uh, I had this like knee injury actually when I, in football. Oh. I sprained my MCL. Oh, you did two sports. Oh, and you sprained your MCL. I played MCL. three sports. I played, I ran track, football. I uh, even played cricket Ooh. for a bit. Did a oh, lot. wow. Yeah, I love sports, man. My first love before anything else. Um, but yeah, so I sprained my MCL, and I literally had this robotic leg, like, holder thing, right? Yeah. And I told you, practice superstar, so I'm covering the best players. But the thing is, every in, in my own team. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, like, I'm covering, like, the best scorers. But, like, as soon as they make knee contact with me, oh, they go yeah. down. Yeah. I injured half the team in practice. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so not only am I riding the bench, but I'm hurting everybody in front of me. And the coach still don't put me in. I was like, yo, you literally have no one else. So you were the team captain, right? <laughs> yeah, senior year, everybody gets that title, though. 
But you know, this is the first thing I noticed about you, Amog. And actually, I'm very envious of this quality. You have, you have unbelievable confidence and swagger. Would you agree with that? Eh, you know, confidence is a perception. Okay. So, like, it may seem that way, but bro, to be honest with you, I'm working on my confidence right now. Every day. Yeah, most confident people say that. They said, I'm I'm not confident, but I fake it. And and, and it works. And So how... What are the things you do to fake that you're confident? Because I need to learn that. Because I'm very... I wouldn't say I'm very unconfident, but I have a hard time showing confidence. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You uh, you seem like you're good at faking confidence. If you're telling me you're not confident, oh, okay. you know? Like, you put off that personality. You give off that vibe. Um, and I think the biggest thing is just being okay, being vulnerable. And I think that comes through, like... Honestly, acting is teaching me a lot about confidence. And uh, I'm bringing it back to you. The reason why I think you're, you come off as so confident is because you just aren't afraid to just be super awkward or like whatever you want or like you're, you're not afraid to take your time and, and get your point across. I, 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 I'm an awkward person, but I accepted that. Because there's no way for me to change it, so I just have to... And that's to... what makes you so attractive as a human being, oh. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, that's what I do. Pause! Pause! <laughs> I, I do awkward things like that, but... Okay, interesting. A lot of people don't say I'm a confident person, so I'm... Man, like, like I said... I don't ask, I don't ask them that, yeah. but I, I'm surprised that you view me as a confident person. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I show... I. I show myself to be a very unconfident person. And I think that is exactly why the perception comes off as confident. Like, and because when you show you're unconfident and you're so blatantly unconfident, it's just like, oh, oh word, oh. like, nah, he's good. Like, he's comfortable in his own skin. I think that's what it comes down to, confidence. Right? So, Spin facts right now on the Ryan Koo podcast. <laughs> so confidence, you show that you're not confident when you try to hide insecurities about yourself facts facts so i feel like and who am i to speak honestly this is something that i'm working on too so i may be completely wrong but that's my perception of it so you when did you learn this that hey i want i i have to just embrace my insecurities because that's what was it like because that's what shows confidence or Mm -hmm. was it like because that's just how i think it's gonna give me an easier life um i'm a pretty lazy person so oh. I'm gonna start off with that. So when I realized that, okay, so this is who I am as a person. Now, in order to change this, I have to do a bunch of stuff. It's easier to be lazy and just be who I am and have the rest of the world deal with it. So, wow. um, and I think that's what translates as confidence. But like I said, in my perception, it's just fucking laziness. So I gotta work on my confidence. I gotta build my integrity so I could actually feel confident too, not just perceive people that way. It's joint. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce, indeed. Oh, wow. So, okay, interesting. Honestly, Moog, I'm going to say this. I feel like your personality attracts a lot of girls. 
Would you agree with that? Uh, man, I would love for that to be true. <laughs> I don't know. Really? I don't think so. Is that not, you don't have a lot of girls hitting on you or being in, conversating with you or being interested in you? My Instagram DMs are like, oh, for whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what the count's at. Do you DM girls? Uh, I mean, like, to be honest, I'm like very new to like being single and like hitting up people, you know? Oh. So like I was out of the game for a minute. So now that I'm getting back into everyone, like I was out of the game since before dating apps. So dating apps oh. are kind of new to me and Instagram dating super new to me. So I'm out here just shooting my shot, dude. I don't care. Right. I'm Steph Curry with it. Because <laughs> I'm like, yo, one of them's going to land, you know? Okay. Okay. So, so no, my, my, my girl count or whatever you want to call it is, uh, not my field goal percentage is not that good right now. <laughs> oh, okay, so you're still crafting it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I think I think we're all crafting it, you know, in our own way. Yeah, that's true. So from <laughs> your well, that's shocking because I thought you would be you would be getting all the girls. So, but not but at least you know you're you at least attracted me because I was thinking if I was a girl, I, that's the type of personality I think I'd be attracted to. If that's any consolation, I'll take it right. You know, I'll, take, <laughs> I'll take whatever I can get at this point just so I can like build up my confidence. Like we're saying. Oh, <laughs> okay. So what seems to work for you when you're DMing DMing Yo, these girls? So recently, I've just figured out that um, women are extremely like. Uh, they have very strong opinions, okay. and what we gotta do as as, as as possible partners is show that we appreciate that opinion, and and not necessarily like succumb to it and be like like. So my thing is I was raised to be chivalrous, but sometimes I go a little overboard with my chivalry. So like oh. if a girl goes like I'm hungry I want breakfast I'll be like oh, I'll be oh, right I'm the yeah. man I'm gonna go yeah. get you some breakfast honey yeah. love yeah. me because I got you breakfast so instead I think what the girls want is like oh I'm hungry too let's figure out what we want to eat together and I think they're just like oh my god this man looks at me as an equal is so attractive right and right. Um, it's not that like as a chivalrous person I don't see a woman as equal it's just that that's what it yes. comes off as yes. You're totally right. I'm with you. I'm overly nice too, mm -hmm. but over the years, even though my intentions is to make them more comfortable and to make their lives easier, it was doing the opposite effect. They uh -huh. were being turned off by it. They were like, "Oh, this guy is." Not also, uh, you gotta just not care a little bit, you know. Yeah. And I just yeah. think that it's as simple as that. You just gotta be like, YOLO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't so know how true. long YOLO's been out for, but I still use it to this day. It's kind of yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> no, YOLO's cool. Right, YOLO, guys? 2014, the motto? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, why, we didn't give any background info. Um, Amok, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now? Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, so, I'm an actor. I uh, moved to Los Angeles. Great actor, yeah. My guy. <laughs> um, in 2020, we uh, it went all through, all went through the pandemic. Everybody dealt with it differently. I uh, was working in Washington D.C. at the time as a media analyst. Um, super cool job. Shout out to Public Relay, best corporate company I worked for. Dude, like if you stayed after 5 p.m., they would pay for your dinner. Oh. Like, you could call whatever you want, they take care of you. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like, these people are really cool. So, if anybody needs a job, hit them up. Shout out to Eric, the CEO. They're awesome. Public wheeling, yeah. Off topic. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, pandemic came through. Um, 
ended up having a midlife crisis. Not even midlife. 25, 23-year-old crisis. Quarter life? Okay. Sure. I'll take it. And, um, <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I secretly took acting classes maybe like two years before that. And I just had the itch. So I figured out through that acting class that there's websites. What gave you the itch? My mommy and daddy. Yeah, they were, uh, since I was like a kid, man, they've been like, you're a performer. You need to dive into this. Like, I have pictures of me modeling from like six, seven years old back in India because my mom insisted on me like getting like shots taken. But I was super resistant. And I fought back for a long time. Yeah, I fought back for the longest time because I was like, no. And I think it's a cultural issue, but also it's just a me issue. Um, where I'm like, no, that's not real work. I want to earn a living. I want to be in a suit, work on Wall Street. So you have the, cool. the opposite of the typical Asian acting dilemma. Your parents wanted you to act, but you wanted a stable career. Yeah, dude. Interesting. And, uh, I think the thing is my parents learned uh, a lot in their marriage. And like by the time I showed up, they were a little bit more experienced and a little bit more wise about things that mer- mattered in life. Like they already had my sister who's six, seven years older than me. So there's a significant uh, gap between us. Yeah. And um, with my sister's help, of course, because my sister is basically like my guardian, you know what I'm saying? She's my guardian angel in every way. So having the three of them with their experiences, they were able to guide me and really push me towards what I want. So I'm really lucky to be here, dude. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Wow. Dude. Well, shout out to Amok's parents if you're listening. Shout out to the fam. And Amok said... <laughs> Here, his parents will probably listen to this. So hi, among parents. Yeah. Here we have a lovely son. Oh, right. Tell him all the good stuff about me. Tell him all the good stuff about me. <laughs> oh, yes. He has a nice jump shot and a step back. Mm. Oh, that step back the other day? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so your, um, so what made you finally pursue that itch then? Yeah. So what about the pandemic? Um, in the pandemic, when that was happening, I started submitting to like these websites because I learned from that acting class earlier that this is the resources. I literally took some headshots with an iPhone in terrible lighting, just put it up online, you know. Um, I had some terrible self tapes with like a bed sheet on the back, but the oh. bed sheet wasn't even fully hung up. Like you can still see the closet <laughs> on the side. I'll give you some content if you want for yeah. that. <laughs> but like it was really bad. But anyways, I just put it up. And um, just the fact that I was getting someone to bite and even like send me a self-tape request was enough encouragement for me, dude. And at that point, I'd, I was working for about, I don't know, two, two and a half, three years in the corporate world. So I had enough money to move here for like a three-month lease and just see what happens. So I packed my bags and just pulled up to Los Angeles. Like within a week, I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm going to LA. I'll see y'all later. I was already out of the house. I was in DC. Yeah. So it wasn't a big deal like I'm moving out of the house or anything. Uh, but still, it was like a very quick, within one month, I made that decision and I just took the leap. Did you enjoy your job in the corporate world? Um, the job itself was cool. You know, like I had um, great knowledge coming my way. I was learning about all these companies and then dealing directly with clients. I'm a consultant at heart. I love solving problems. So that was cool. That being said, um, I always had this problem where I was reaching higher than my pay grade. So I always was like, during the quarterly meetings, I'd be telling like the manager, yo, we should be doing this with the company, that with the company, come on. He's like, bro, you're like the lowest level account manager right now. You don't have the power for this. And like, I think that was my issue. And that was the itch that started it because I wanted to make an impact in people's lives. And then like 
that wasn't giving it to me. And it was taking too long. I wasn't going to wait 20 years in the corporate cycle to get up. So I was like, find something. What made you pick um, financial consulting as your major? So fin- I, finance was my major. Yeah. Um, consulting was like my passion. Okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, honestly, bro... <laughs> Finance just seemed cool coming out of high school. I applied to the business school at Rutgers. Shout out Rutgers Business School. Um, go Knights. Woo. Our dude, our, our team made March Madness this year for the first time in a long time. Oh. It's cool, it's cool. Tom but, Pelfrey's from Rutgers. Really? We had this guy named Ron Harper Jr. just get drafted yesterday. Oh. I'm excited. Were you classmates? I, I don't think so. Oh, okay. He was cool. He's Still cool. cool. Yeah. But yeah, um, <laughs> in, I just took finance because I thought it was cool coming out of high school. Okay. I wanted to be, like I said, I had the image, well, my mom kind of gave me this image too. She was like, I, I imagined you walking down Wall Street with a briefcase and a suit. Oh. And like, that kind of stuck with me and I was cool with it. Um, I also didn't know what I was really getting myself into. You know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I knew finance was money, and I always had, like, an image of me being super successful, so I was like, all right, let's go finance. Your story reminds me of a Simu Lu, kind of. Oh, yeah? Also kind of in finance. I kind of uh, saw that Instagram post that he posted just two or three days after um, the movie came out, and he was like, dude, with his journey, he's been crazy, and I read through it, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, I saw, I see a lot of parallel, so maybe you'll be the next Indian Shang-Chi. Woo! Sign me up. <laughs> I'm ready. We're Marvel. <laughs> wow. Cool. Okay. So, when you what what gives you the courage to go make? Because you said you you when you try to make this big impact in your company, even though you're the lowest like ranking person there, yeah. that takes courage and boldness, right? Mm-hmm. Were you scared like you're gonna be, get fired or you're gonna? Like, I get in trouble? I did get fired, eventually. That's kind of how I almost got forced into it. So... Oh, you got you got fired for suggesting something No, big. no, not, I didn't get fired for that reason. I just got fired because I wasn't able to put in the passion into the work that I'm able to do now. Mm. Because I had that actual disconnect from the job. Um, and like, like I said, like I, I'm still homies with the CEO, my managers and everything. Like It wasn't ever ill-natured. It was just a matter of, yo... I'm not being able to do what I want here, so like, why are we here? So it was very cordial kind of a situation, uh, but yeah, technically it's firing, for sure. Wow. Yeah, so I kind of got forced into the solo acting thing in a way. But it's paying off. You got he has a a, a credit on General Hospital, mm-hmm. which is a network TV show. That was what, really cool. How'd you get that, and what did it feel like when you found out you booked that? Man, it was just a regular self tape coming in from my manager. Um, there was a little itch in me thinking that this is the one that, that I'm going to get. So you you had a good feeling. I had a good feeling okay. because um, I had noticed other clients that my manager have have been on the show before. So just knowing that that relationship might have something to do with it. And then also going into it, I really um, went in all in with the character. Uh, it was like a very super simple scene where I'm just like uh, rolling someone in, asking them a question, rolling yeah. them out. Simple as that. But... I really made sure my wardrobe was on point that day. I gave them two different takes, and I don't know. I, I, I Did really... they ask for two takes? No. <laughs> that boldness strikes again. I, I just didn't think that two takes was like an issue. Yeah. Like, what's well, your problem? Just watch it again. If you don't right, want to, turn right. it off. Yeah, yeah. I'll put the, per, I'll put the best one first yeah. anyways, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, but that, that's, I think that's the right way to think, but I think some people think, oh, they only asked for one, so I shouldn't give them two, because maybe they'll get upset or something. I mean, but. that being said, if they specifically say only send one tape, of course. Of course. But if there's no specific direction, I'm taking my two. Do you remember the signs? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Can we see? <laughs> what do you mean? Can you show us a little bit of the ad- that addition? <laughs> if you want to, if you don't want to, it's fine. Um, let me let me think what it was exactly. So it was Mr. Const. Yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Well, you could see it on TV. Actually. But you yeah. could, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it like being on a set that big? Though it was actually a very cool uh, environment, different than any other film and TV uh, projects I've done because it's a soap opera. Yeah. So the coolest thing about it, dude. Was first of all, I got a green room, so I was watching first take. Woo! That was my first like green room experience, so that was really cool. I was definitely such a newbie on set. Like I showed up before I was even supposed to and stuff. Oh. <laughs> and like they have different levels, right? So your green rooms are like on the first floor, and then third floor is like the main set where they're doing stuff. So, and they're supposed to PA you up. And, like, of course, the one time the PA goes off, I'm in the bathroom, and then I'm panicking. I was like, oh, my God, did he say my name? Did he not say oh. my name? I might as well go up now. I go up, and he's like, dude, like, you're not on for another two hours. Like, what are you doing up here? So I definitely had rookie moments, but honestly, it was such a fun experience on that set. Another cool thing, I don't know if you know, um, soap operas, like, when you're in the waiting room, you could watch the people filming, like, every take. You could see, there's an actual... Oh. TV in there so you could see what's going on on set. Yeah. And that was really cool for me. I've never seen that before. Wow. Yeah, dude. General Hospital was dope. What did your parents think when they saw you on TV? I actually didn't even show my parents General Hospital. I have not shown anybody General Hospital. I don't think a single one of my family or friends have seen it. Because... Do they know you were on it? I, I'm sure they saw, like, the Instagram post that I posted. I was oh. just I just shared, like, my thing. I wasn't um, excited if that makes sense. Oh. Uh, for me, General Hospital was cool. It was just a checklist because my role wasn't wasn't anything that I'm proud of. I see. It was just like a smaller co-star role. Exactly. And, and I just feel like, why would I tell my mom to spend 30 minutes to watch the 10 seconds that I'm on? Oh, there, you know? so you're just being too humble. She would still be so proud, I'm sure. Of course. I, <laughs> of course. I mean, like, yeah, they're, they're all, like, super proud, but... If I'm not proud of it, oh, you know, I I, I hold myself to some high standards. I know, but you know, that's good, man. Good to hold yourself to high standards. That's awesome. So, I gotta ask you this. (laughs) I do have trouble with women, and I think it's because I am awkward. Yes, I embrace my awkwardness. True. Okay, but. Would you say, knowing, you know me a good chunk now that I, because this is what I believe, I have a personality that women find unattractive. That's such bogus. I was just thinking on the way here, I was like, bro, I'm going to ask Ryan if we could like go on a double date together. Are you kidding me, dude? We would dominate. (laughs) We would dominate the industry. Oh, man. Right, I'm telling you. You have like super wingman energy, and like That's true. the fact that you got the wingman energy means that 
I, 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 I'm a wingman too. No, I'm a great wingman. Like if we were playing Top Gun, you know, like you would be my, I don't know what it's called, my, my, my the, partner. The, the bottom guy, Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the guy in the back or whatever. You can bottom. be the front. I don't care. You be the top, I be the bottom. <laughs> yeah, stop it. <laughs> pause again. No. This is the third pause already today. <laughs> I'm a great wingman, but I think it's because I'm so awkward. The girls are like, holy cow, there's two options and... He's clearly the better option. I see so where you're thinking. Away. I see where you're going with that, but at the same time, man, there's enough for everybody to eat. You know, we're all good. So like, you don't got to think of it that way. I think that if 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 you have the good vibes and good energy, people are just gonna be attracted and be around you, and eventually someone will bite. You good, bro? Stop getting. You... My issue is this: I ask a lot of questions, mm -hmm. and. Um, on one date that I went on, a girl says, um, I, I was asking her a lot of questions, thinking we were having a good convo, and she's like, wow, you ask a lot of questions. But in like that tone <laughs> where she's like, she was very un annoyed, and that, that traumatized me, and I'm like, how else am I supposed to conversate if I can't ask questions? I think, I think when people say stuff like that, they don't necessarily have malicious intent. Um, I think that was just her way of asking a question. You you know what I'm saying, bro? She asked you a question. I don't know. She seemed very upset. I mean, at the same time, she was just upset that she wasn't creative enough to ask you a better question. <laughs> That's all I see it as. Dude, honestly, I've been around people who ask a lot of questions, and those are the people that get the conversations, the, the good vibes going. So, man, ask as many questions as you want. You've been okay. curious line for all I get. I hope this isn't awkward, but I'm curious to see how you would act on a first date. Okay. Because I think that is what I need to observe. Right, so... So let would you mind if we did a little role play? Yeah, sure. Where we're on, let's say we're at, where would you take a girl on the first date? So my last first date, I took this girl to this pasta bar, um, right by Erewhon in Studio City. Everybody knows Erewhon. Oh, you know what we did first? We walked through Erewhon and we played this game over or under, and we literally pointed at something and and guessed a price, and it was over or under. You know, it was like a good icebreaker oh. game. You know, so she started laughing and got comfortable with me a little bit. So that was cool. That was pretty nice. And then uh, took her to um, this pasta bar. Okay. You know, I wasn't. Even it's called pasta bar. I think it's Nouveau or something. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's a, so uh, it's a, a pasta restaurant. Pasta restaurant. Okay. I had I, I don't know. Oh, is it pasta bar as in pasta and alcoholic beverages? That's why it's called pasta bar. I have no. Oh, idea, okay, okay, dude. I, it could be. <laughs> I mean, pasta bar as in it was just pasta. Got it. Um, okay. Anyways, but yeah, we went over there and uh, asked okay. a lot of questions. She was oh, actually out right. of jet lag. It was really tough. Okay, so hold on. We like, got it. All right, all right. I'll be that jet lag first date. Uh huh. We just had a great time at Arrow One. Playing over and under. Playing over and under. I'm comfy, but I'm still a little jet lag. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's do it. Wow, Amog, I'm having such a great time. But wow, I am so jet lagged. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wait, no, no. <laughs> you're jet lagged too? Honestly, uh, why don't we uh, let's not talk about jet lags. Let's okay. talk about uh, how, we'll how, how do you talk. like that pasta? It's it's delicious. Mm. I got the bolognese because I like tomato sauce. Me too. You know, your skin reminds me of tomatoes. Oh, 
Is it because I have a lot of acne? <laughs> no. It's because kind of uh, rude. Uh, <laughs> it's not what really I. It's not how I meant it. I just like tomato. I love tomatoes. I love ketchup. You know, so that's just the kind. Like I appreciate your tomato skin. <laughs> All right, Amog, <laughs> stop it right there. What? See, that's why I, didn't, <laughs> I never said I got a second date. I never <laughs> said I got the second date. <laughs> you just insulted me. I was trying to be nice. Uh, it just comes you, off that you, way. you steered a conversation away from me talking about my jet lag, and then you made fun of my skin. <laughs> I was trying to mean it in a good way, you know, man? Like, yeah. tomatoes are nice and smooth. <laughs> <laughs> no? Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, see, good thing is, like, I didn't have to talk much on the date. I wasn't much oh. of a talker, you know. I On kinda, purpose. Mm -hmm. Oh, because you were trying to play that aloof, mysterious guy. Yeah, and also, like, she's already seen um, the the particular person that I was on a first date with uh, kind of, like, was in a workplace environment with me so they could, like, feel my vibe already. So oh, I wanted so to bring... Was a lady from your work. Exactly. So I wanted to bring oh. in that second that layer, the mystery that she didn't know, you know? You were the fun, cool, energetic guy at work, so you wanted to show her the mysterious, smoldering... And, like, give her space, you know what I'm saying? Like, let her be fun and, mis fun and energetic this time. Oh. And I think the key is, like, you know what? I think we just, we just figured something out. What? When we're on the first dates, we just gotta take that back seat, bro. Let her drive. Shh. What if she's shy? I mean, every situation you gotta call audibles. <laughs> you gotta call audibles. What does that mean, call audibles? Audibles means like, alright, I'm on the line of scrimmage, they pack the they pack the box. Oh, instead, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah, yeah. Red 42, okay. Red 42, we run a fly route and instead, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, instead of going to Erewhon, take her to Ralph's, you know? Oh. That's an audible right there. I see. Depends on the on the on the woman, right? Is it... So you gotta be flexible and be in the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you have. A... I don't know why you're asking me. Like I'm an expert in this. I'm a failure, guys. I just told you I'm over whatever. I'm oh, the worst person. You should be getting advice. From. I'm shocked by that. I thought you 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 seem like uh like Hitch, like that Will Smith character. Yeah. Confident, knowledgeable, smooth. You know what it is? Maybe, maybe if if that's your perception, maybe it's an intimidation kind of factor. You know. I I was very intimidated by you when I first met you because really? not in a bad way, yeah. not in like oh like I'm scared of, of this guy, but more like oh man, this guy's so cool. You could be a little scared. Yeah. I've been going to the gym a little bit. And I was like, this guy's so cool, so hip. I I'm gonna I don't want to look like a loser. You know oh, I, I got mean? you. Like that, yeah. Yeah, I. uh... I think that I'm losing myself, so like, I, I don't really see anybody. I actually I think I found more the typical losers from like my high school day are like the people I vibe with the most. Shout out to my boys back home real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, just boys that you just call losers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they, okay, I hope they're still your boys when you go back. I love, <laughs> I love them, bro. I oh. love them. But yeah, everybody's got, like, character energy, you know? They're their own characters. They're their own main characters in their own story, and they're comfortable with it. So okay. I'm like, I bet I vibe with them. Who's your favorite actor? It's a good question. Um, let me think about this for a sec. Devin Patel? Dev Patel? No. 
Not not me personally. I think my sister likes him a lot. I think for me, I've been really interested. I want to give you a good answer. Give me a sec. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> I'm sure our podcast <laughs> listeners will enjoy. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> no, you're good. Take your time. Um, yeah, yeah. I actually don't know her name. Oh. Um, the recent performance that I like the most. I'll tell you that. Because um, every day my new actor is like the most recent yeah. actors on actors interview. I was like, yeah. oh, this dude's really cool. I want him. Actually, oh my god, I got an answer. Andrew Garfield right now. Really? Andrew Garfield. G- G- Andrew from Garfield. Tick Tick Boom or something? Yeah, dude. Um, okay, I didn't see it, but I heard that that was really good. I think you would really like that movie. Um, I'm not. Unfor- I, I you know I'm gonna take that out of my language. I don't usually watch musicals, right? Or or attend musicals or pay attention to them really. But for the first time, I gave gave it the light of day, and bro, I was woken up to something, man. Tick Tick Boom's a musical. It's a musical. Oh, I didn't know that. Can he I, sing, Andrew Garfield? Dude, he uh, sings enough for me to be like, he's a singer. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think the the reason going back to Andrew Garfield, I I really like his approach to his work. I think that he um, understands that empathy is the most important thing in the art. And I think when you get get to that, that level is like a whole different thing. And, and like it's one thing to say it. Like I recognize the empathy is there, but building that empathy within yourself takes a lot of work. And that's the process that we're in right now. So I think he's mastered that. And empathy in the feeling as you're feeling what your scene partner's feeling as well? Or everything, dude, including um... just the character study that you're doing. If you're not an empathetic person, how are you going to truly empathize with who you're supposed to be and really reflect it, right? Um, so just seeing what, what he did in that project, because that was a real life person he was portraying in Tick, Tick, okay. Boom, but not even Tick, Tick, Boom, dude, I, I'll go even something as basic as the Spider-Man movie. I he think was he was, really good, yeah. he was phenomenal yeah. in the Spider-Man movie. He was super empathetic in that movie because he was very teary-eyed on sad moments, so yeah. Yeah, dude, and, uh, I know everybody who's been watching Spider-Man or is a Spider-Man fan when he saves Zendaya going down that thing. Oh my god, dude. I was oh, <laughs> I saw the movie kind of late, right? I saw it maybe like a week or two after it came out, but I was still in theaters and I literally was sitting in the back row with my roommate and I had to stand up and start clapping. <laughs> I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah, that was a very yeah sad and oh, powerful scene. Yeah, Exactly. My favorite scene from that whole movie was when Green Goblin goes to Aunt May, mm-hmm. and Aunt May's talking to Tom Holland at the shelter, and William Defoe's character is, is stealing donuts and putting it into his coat pocket in the background. That was my favorite part. I honestly yeah. think that William Defoe is, again, somebody who's way up there in terms of best actors. What do you think? Who's your best favorite actor right now? Uh, I love what you said. It changes, you know. Right now, I love Henry Winkler. Oh, I'm, I'm a big yeah. Henry Winkler fan. Do you know who he is? Yes, sir. Yeah, Mr. Fonz. Cousineau. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Cousineau. The Fonz, um, Click, the dad in Click. I really like him in that. But uh, he's also a very empathetic person, too. Dude, he just yeah. carries himself like... So nice. You know, going back to confidence for a second, he just... So confident and comfortable in his skin, bro. He is. It's, he is. And you could feel that as as a viewer, and you're just whatever you say, Henry. I believe you, dude. No question about it. Like he's got integrity in his character. 
Henry Winkler, I, I listen to a lot of his podcast interviews. He says the best black and white cookie is in um, Tarzana at Bee's Bakery. So I went and tried it. Ooh. Very delicious indeed. You should try it. Have you ever heard of black and white cookie? No. Very delicious. It's like half chocolate frosting, half vanilla frosting on top of a cookie. Sign me Super up. bomb. Like three bucks. It's huge. I'm not delicious. a big... Uh, I'm not a big... Uh, Sweets? No, listen. That, that's what I was going to say, but... I love chocolate and oh. I love vanilla, but I'm not like a big fruity, uh, sweet guy. Like I don't want no oh, mango. Yeah, yeah. Like don't give me no mango souffle. Don't <laughs> me, like I got respect for everybody that messes with that kind of stuff. But just give me like today I went to this place. Shout out to Sally's Cakes. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, Susie. Susie's. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Susie, Susie's yeah. cake. And she's got this old fashioned chocolate cake. Bro. Oh, okay. Bro. I love a good chocolate cake. Old fashioned. Want to try it yeah. out? Hundred yeah. percent. How do you recommend? Susie's. Yeah, Susie's. Susie's. Okay. Yeah, we'll it's check Susie's. it out. We'll check it out. Yeah. Eleven to eleven to five p.m. on Studio City. Yeah. I looked up the hours because I've missed it too many times. Going a couple hours. Before. Oh. <laughs> eleven to five, guys. Monday through Sunday. I got you all. <laughs> so, Amog, you have such positive energy. Such so bright. I could tell you're very intelligent too, socially and academically. Am I just wrong with all these assumptions? I feel like I, I feel that's what I honestly feel. That's how I view you. But so am nice I getting it wrong, or are you being humble? No, no, or? you keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay. I want to hear, I want to hear. Okay. Well, what what brings you? And you seem like a very motivated person what makes you so motivated what drives you because i think that's so important in being an actor because it's a grind it's mm. a hustle yeah dude. so you have to motivate yourself a lot and for a long time i mean dude. so how do you do it man dude there's a difference between driven and motivated oh really okay what's that Okay, I'm ripping off some dude on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't have to say that. You should just. <laughs> but, but like, yes, yes, but like I, I'll be open with you, bro, 100%. Um, <laughs> no, and I learned this from this guy very, very recently, like less than a month ago, and it's something I'm working on right now. Okay. So the fact that you um, said that to me means a lot because it's something okay. that I'm actively working on. Dude, it's not easy at all. Today I spent about six hours. Oh. Watching Umbrella Academy. <laughs> the wow. new season okay. dropped. I hey, finished it. If it's no, good, I love it's good. It. I have to check that out. And yeah. I saw um, the most recent episode of the Obi Wan Kenobi show. I'm telling you all that just to give you the fact that I may like, like my graph is yeah, it's going up. But the thing is, there's so many valleys where I just have shitty days and I'm not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And I think what I'm coming to a realization is, we all are gonna be that graph. All your stocks go down for a little bit, but it, it, as long as it's eventually going up. So, um, like today I took it easy on myself, dude. Mm. I had uh, no no motivation, um, but at the same time I knew that I worked my butt off the previous couple of days, and that accountability really carried over today, and I was like, you know what, I'm fine. So you give it's um you allow yourself to have some me time some self-care time and unfortunately it's not planned okay yeah it's not like i'm going into it like today 
it's me day. Sure, sometimes it is. If it's like a Sunday and I got no self-tapes or anything, like, yeah, oh, man, the Celtics are playing. We're not doing nothing <laughs> all day. But, like, um, today I, I had, like, a self-tape due at 12 and, like, maybe two other tapes that were also due at the same time. <laughs> and um, I just didn't want to do it. I didn't have, like, a pull to it. Um, and I try to get in. Let me be very clear. If I have 100 auditions, I'm doing 100 of them usually. I don't ever pass up on, on auditions. Um, the reason why I passed up today was literally because of this. I, I had two more episodes of Umbrella Academy. It was due at 12. I was like, mm, this is going to take me until 1. Sucks. <laughs> I couldn't put it off. And, and, and it's people could look at it in so many ways and be like, bro, that was a bad decision for you. You should be putting your career first. And um, for me, it was just fine. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have days where I don't do stuff. So I'm going to actively make that choice right now. So like I could just be comfortable in my skin. Yeah. Like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. So what? What are you going to do? Love it. And that right there, you're totally right. The confidence shows, even though you were just saying something that can be portrayed as like a weakness, like you said, like you should, that was a wrong move or whatever. Mm -hmm. Wow. May I ask, can I ask what your slate looks like? Yeah. That's always so awkward for me. I don't know if I should smile. I don't know if I should be, like, very stoic. I don't know if I should slate as my character. What do you do? When That's you a slate? very good question, dude. We're on the same wavelength. I've been thinking about these things, too. Um, so, most recently, I've gone to a super stoic, kind of calm, relaxed way. Oh. Um, but the usual ones, hey, what's going on? My name is Mo Carwar. I'm 6'1", based in Los Ooh. Angeles. You already know what's up. You, uh, <laughs> oh, you, you do peace? No, no. Oh, okay. that, 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 that last part was improv because you hyped me up. So oh. <laughs> but it stops after, what's going on? My name is Mo Carwar. I'm 6'1", based in Los Angeles. And then I usually say, I hope you enjoy and thank you for your time. Well, you say, hey, what's going on? I say, hey, what's going on? That's pretty urban, pretty hip. 99%. I mean, like, it's me. So that's how I, I wasn't even, yeah, I didn't even think of it being urban or hip. It was just like, hey, what's going on? Oh, and I also, love it. I um, love it. Yeah, somebody told me, treat it like it's your best friend, right? So, shout out to Dan Cruz. That's the kid. He's not necessarily, like, my only best friend. <laughs> I'm covering my ass here. <laughs> I love Dan. But, like, he's the type of guy that I can just riff off and say whatever to. So, sometimes I just picture Dan sitting there, and I'm like, yeah, okay. what's going on? This is my slate. Tell me what you think. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, is that, oh I'm going to look You're over good. There. Go ahead. Go over Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm 6'3", and I live in Los Angeles. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> See if I'm if I'm watching that, I'm like, yo, <laughs> this dude is lit. <laughs> if I'm watching that, but like, you know, like, cause I see, I, I genuinely enjoy stuff like that, dude. I, oh, I, man. I find it so entertaining when people are just not your everyday person. If you're not my oh. everyday person, you are such a breath of fresh air, bro. So I'm a weirdo. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say you're cool. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, I but like, sure. Even if you want to call yourself a weirdo, it's fucking. No, I, yes. I uh, yeah. I I'm with you. I love weirdos. I love and that's not even. I don't use weirdo with a negative connotation. I love people that are unique uh -huh. and are not afraid to Dude, showcase their quirks. If yeah. if you okay, if you're not weird. You're not as interesting as weird people. 
if that makes sense. I didn't want to. I don't want to be rude to anybody, so I'm covering my butt. But yeah, weird people are just extremely interesting because instantly your mind goes into, yeah, I wonder what happened to this dude to be this way. You know, <laughs> I will say this one time in my stand-up comedy set, I I did 45 minutes. Wow, a very long time. Did and you have a scripted already? It was like half and half. Okay, you know, because during. Sets that long. If you want to like cheat, you could like riff mm-hmm. with the crowd for a while, so you don't have to write all forty-five minutes. Although I should have, just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, I thought I was doing really well, and towards the end of my set, an audience member raised their hand, and granted, I was being like my, my weird self, authentically me, like I always try to do, especially when I do stand up. They raised sure. their hand, and I, and I thought they were gonna say, "Man, you're you killed it," or "You're hilarious." You know what they said? They talk shit. No, they said. Are you autistic? <laughs> They're just taking shots, man. It's a comedy club. You're gonna catch. You're gonna get strays from everybody. I was watching one of your comedy sets before I came out here, and you know what's funny? The fact that people aren't clapping. It's funny. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I hope you can take that in the best way no, possible. No, no, yeah, I, I agree, like yeah. it's 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 um. You have, like, two or three reels that I was going through before I came on, and um, you said, like, just, you, you were just talking, right? And oh, the YouTube video? Was it that one? Uh, to be honest, man, I, I'll pull up the most watched reels, the most recent oh, reels oh, that I've seen, I'll tell okay, you. Okay, yeah. It was a reel. It was an yeah, Instagram reel. Yeah. But, yeah, people were just uh, kind of oh, ripping oh, off yeah, 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 and yeah. I just thought it was yeah. so funny, yes. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um... I'm glad you find it funny. That's what I find funny. That's what I try to achieve. Some people don't pick up on that. And that's when it gets tricky. Because it's very dry. 100%. You know? 100%. So some people feel very uncomfortable with that. Because they don't realize that's the humor. That is the humor. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad you picked it up. Dude, are you kidding me? I was rolling laughing. (laughs) Like I'm literally playing fetch with my dog and I just hear you saying some bullcrap on stage and I'm like, I can't believe this is real. Like it's it's such high quality stuff because it's just Uh, uh, original. So um, yeah, dude, if I were you, bro, I would keep going because eventually someone who thinks like us is going (laughs) to, who actually has some like leverage, they're going to put you on, dude. You know, and that's so interesting because Back to what we talked about, confidence is embracing your weaknesses. My uh, time doing stand-up, which hasn't been that long, but it's been decently long now. When you're bombing, Mm -hmm. so when you're not doing well, the best thing you can do is make fun of how you're not doing well. Oh, dude. The worst thing you can do is try to be funny and try to win them over and not show that you're aware of how poorly it's going. Mm-hmm. So I think you're onto something. There's something attractive about embracing what's not working. A vulnerability, dude, on stage yeah, is just like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because like, I feel like uh, a lot of stand-up comedy shows, um, yeah, you have homies that pull up, but a lot of times just other comics sitting in the audience. Yeah. So when you have other comics sitting there, they know what you're going through. Yeah. So if you're just transparent with them and just let them in with you, it's just yeah. a whole room's experience, I feel. I, and I yeah. have no comedy experience, but I just, that's what I'm guessing. You will do really well. You have very good um, energy. And that's, mm-hmm. um, 
stand-up comedy, I think the most important thing is actually not how witty you are. Granted, that's very important. I'll say that's 49%. 51% is charisma. Okay. Yeah, if you don't have charisma... Dave Chappelle's super charismatic, dude. That guy's yeah. insane. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just... Just being so comfortable up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I can see you doing... Do you have any interest in doing stand-up? Uh, you know, I would always want to try something at one point. Uh, I haven't written anything. I haven't, like, ever paid any attention to it like that. But, yeah, dude, I, I don't oh. care. I'll, I'll, I'll do anything. I, 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 I want to drop an album someday, you know Ooh, what I'm saying? Rap album or a comedy album or both? Yo, my stuff is, uh, all over the place. Oh. Um, I, uh... I've, I've been trying to write, and I just have, like, random oh. pieces of, of paper just laying around my room. Because I'm not, like, serious with it, and I'm, I'm scared to commit to it. But, yeah, dude, I definitely have a, an itch for that as well. Stand-up? No, no, this is uh, this is for music. Oh! Music. Okay. Like I said, I want to put out an album. So, cool. okay, I thought you meant a comedy album, but you want to put out a rap album. A comedy album. That's what, well, that's what like I thought you meant. a comedic album yeah. with music? Oh. Like, no, like a stand-up special. Oh. Yeah. Well, they don't call them comedy albums anymore. It's what they used to call a long time ago. Oh, really? Yeah. See, that's where I got confused. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a rap? Yeah, I can see that too. Same thing with rappers. Charisma, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at those mumble rappers. I, I mean, I hope I don't get haters, but you know what I mean? It's like, you need you need charisma to pull off bro. mumble ra rapping. For you can't sure. be un insecure and, and do that. It'll be really cringy. <laughs> Yeah, yo. yeah. Imagine if yo, a mumble rapper who's really shy. I know. <laughs> Low key. Oh. <laughs> that would be funny. That'll be very. They funny. probably don't. They probably exist somewhere. We just don't know them because of that reason. Damn. That's true. I'm a mumble rapper, <laughs> and you haven't heard of me. I want to hear you drop some bars at some point. Dude. You know, I I I really like rapping. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my friend that we're about to play basketball with in a couple hours, we made a, a rap song. Um, <laughs> ten years ago, when Jesus. we were roommates. No way. Yeah. What was it called? Uh, we did a cover of I'm On One, and we changed Ooh. up to, uh, changed up the lyrics, but Drake's I'm On One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I said, I'm on, yeah, that goes hard. Wait, do I remember the lyrics? Drop it, drop it, drop it. Okay, I don't remember that. Darn it. But, oh, uh, I could play it for you later, yo. Yeah. I'm excited, dude. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So... This brings me up to my next point. You're a basketball fan. Mm -hmm. You're a Celtics fan. Is Michael Jordan the GOAT? Uh, I'm the wrong person to ask because I didn't like watch him properly. Um, I think mentality-wise and like as, as a person, he's the GOAT. Player-wise, best player I've ever seen play is, is LeBron James. <laughs> I have, like I said, I'm not the wrong person to ask because I haven't seen MJ really play like that. But the, but the character, as in like two back to back three peats, you call that goat. Whether I've seen him play or not, I call him goat. But like the moment I saw LeBron come back down three one with my boys, like I was like, yo, this is different. This is different. Like this man just really did that and plus he like knocked my Celtics out like three times in a row before that yeah, so yeah. I've seen a lot of LeBron James <laughs> you know so like I've I hate him a lot but I respect him even more than that kind of like Kobe 
before when oh, Kobe, you must hate Kobe for when, when Kobe passed no. away. I literally had to edit my caption because initially my first thing was I hate you so much, but I love you. Oh. You know what I'm saying? I had to edit because I was like, I, I hate you so much because like when you were here, I despised you, but now that you're gone, I miss you so much. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe passing away really changed my life. More than the fact that the pandemic and Kobe passing like happened within a couple months of each other. I don't know what had more of an impact on my life. What That's, about Kobe's death changed you? Dude, my uh, drive for discipline. I really started uh, becoming attracted to... Um, the Mamba mentality. Yeah. Uh, Mamba mentality was just... I think a lot of us had that, dude. I think yeah. everybody who grew up um, as an NBA fan during those 2000... I don't know, like... For me, it was a little later than um, traditional fans. For me, it was like from 07 to like whenever. 07 is when I first started watching, really. But that entire time, those five, six years, Kobe was all... That was the face of the NBA, dude. Yeah, yeah. So we all looked up to him. Yeah, and um, I read something recently um, where Kobe said he didn't want a farewell tour because he didn't want um, like fans to boo him or whatever. But he was shocked... His last year, when all the fans, like all the arenas where he go, that he usually goes to, he would always get booed. Like, always. But his last year, he said he was so shocked that people actually cheered for him. Because he thought, he didn't know people actually, like, actually liked them. He That's always thought they just crazy, hated him. Right? Yeah. That's crazy, He's at such a, like, elevated position in society at that point. He's making multi-millions of dollars, and at the same time, he still doesn't know if people love him or not. Yeah. It's crazy. But that being said, man, yeah, when I don't know if TD Garden really went crazy, but I imagine that they did because I know Boston fans are like true, true basketball fans rather than anything else. So, so much love for Kobe, dude. I hate him as an NBA player, as a Laker, Kobe, but like in every other way, mad love. I got mad respect. So you think LeBron James is the greatest of all time? Dude, unfortunately. Okay. It's the saddest thing. I can't believe this is my first time going on a podcast and that's what I said. <laughs> like, it's going to be the worst moment in my legacy. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> the fact that I said this. No, well, I mean, now today, it's either usually you think it's LeBron or Michael. Mm -hmm. So do you think Michael's number two then? See, the thing is, I can't put Michael in my, uh, like, rankings for players because I said I can't. I haven't watched him play. Oh. Okay. I just go by the, the stories, the great stories right. of Michael Jordan. Right. It's like hearing stories yeah. about God. Yeah. <laughs> just that's, like, yeah. So yeah. I, that's that's also me just yeah, being laid into it. But, dude, I was in Chicago. I was, I think, yeah, from two to four. What was that, 1998 to 2000? I was in Chicago. I never watched a single Michael Jordan game because my parents were immigrants at the time. We weren't really oh. into basketball, so I kind of missed that era completely. You lived in Chicago, though? Yeah, years? I was in Chicago for oh, two wow. years. Oh, wow. I moved from India. Um, well, I was born in India first. Born in India, moved to Chicago when I was two. Oh. Um, came to Jersey for a bit, then moved back to India from like five to eight, and then I've been in Jersey since. I didn't know you were born in India. I thought you were born yeah. here. Yeah, bro. Um, I really had the best of both worlds growing up. India and... Do you go I try to go as much as possible. I think wow. now it's like once every two or three years that I go. But before that, it was like really once every year. Do your parents want you to marry an Indian girl? My parents, uh, I'm sure somewhere in their heart, they're like, oh, <laughs> bring, bring Indian bahu home. But no, it's not like that at all. Like I've had um, relationships with different people from different races and they've been super supportive, so... Do you think you would mesh 
the best with an Indian woman for marriage? Um, I don't really uh, have a preference in terms of that. Uh, race doesn't matter. But that being said, like Indian women definitely will just have a natural connection because we've grown up in the same cultural environments. Yeah, you know and it's I'm a saying? very, very um, strong culture too mm-hmm. where you have you can only, like, relate to it with another Indian person. Exactly, right and, like, you, know? you have a lot of, like, unsaid rules in Indian culture. Right? Like what? Um, it's just the way how important family is, for example, and how we go... Oh. And, and, like, not that other cultures don't have it, but, like, we go out of our way to respect our elders. I think all Asian, um, Asian families have this kind of vibe where it's extremely family-oriented and extreme respect for our elders elders and stuff like that and also we have to be super conservative in the house sometimes obviously oh. this is this is not my house but this is the cultural society so when you go out to like family gatherings and stuff there's like a code everyone's low-key on you know and if you bring somebody who's just not indian and um they just be naive or just not raised in that culture they could be naive and do something that's just ordinary to everybody else but like an auntie or an uncle would be like hmm so what she did over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you gotta, oh. you gotta watch out for things like that. But that's the one thing that like um, an Indian girl would be like beneficiary for. But other than that, I have no preference for race. Do Indian men tend to prefer Indian women too? Then or dude, I think that that might be a thing. Wow. Uh, I am only saying that because. Um, I have friends and uh, brown friends, and they mostly end up with brown women. I haven't really seen a lot of interracial stuff. Do Indian women, because you know a lot of uh, Korean girls like white men. Uh huh. You know, which is fine. I have no problem with that. But is that the case for Indian women too? They man, like... I hope not, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I mean, uh, I. Cause I don't, I don't remember. I don't see a lot of Indian women with white men. I see a lot of. Korean women with white men, uh-huh. but I don't see a lot of Indian women with non-Indian men. Now that I think you know what, I, I, yeah. it might be another cultural thing. So, um, men and women, obviously in society, it's a very serious topic now that women aren't treated equal. But I think this is almost more uh, highlighted uh, in um, some cultures other than others. Mm-hmm. And in terms of Indian cultures, like the rule you asked me, like, would your parents want you to marry an Indian person? I think... Uh, I'm, I'm going to put it out there, I think. Indian women are more expected to marry Indian men than Indian men are expected to marry women. So it's in, it's within the culture. I think it's that's... stronger. I, I, and I don't think that families are going out there putting the law on their kids right. like that. But they're just raised in that environment where, like, subconsciously... Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's And I'm, and I'm sure sense. that's true for Indian men, too. I was just talking about my personal thing. Like, for me, it's not like that, though. Now, is what you just said, is this a hot take? Like, will there be Indian women or men that might be offended by you saying this? or Because, uh, I, I mean, I don't find it offensive, but like you said... Honestly, this... bro, everything anybody says is offensive yeah. today, so you call it a hot take, but it's just me being real. Okay. I no, yeah, I didn't find it offensive. I was just curious. Oh, no, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, like I'm yeah. saying somebody's going to find it offensive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody's going to find it yeah. offensive. So I'm sorry. I mean, no offense. Okay, I love you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Korean women, um, well, all women, like you said, because of culture, mm-hmm. there are per- uh, certain traits that they prefer naturally because okay. it's in their cultural DNA, I suppose. 
is there is there something like that for Indian women too? Like that that they find they that they may find more attractive in a man than some other cultures? I think it goes by house by house basis. Oh. Um, each family has their own expectations. I don't think that um, I don't want to put that in Indian women. I think Indian women are very intelligent now, and they they have always been intelligent. But they yes, they have very very smart Indian friends, both men and women. But they're <laughs> very very smart. Um, I think they're smarter than now. This is a hot take for me. I think they're smarter than Koreans. Ooh, wait! You want to do a SAT off? <laughs> I'll beat you in the math section, but you got me in writing. I'm pretty good at SAT math, dude. But the writing was tough, man. Oh, I, I scored like a seven eighty out of eight hundred in math. That's really good. I know. That's I know. really good. I got a five forty out of eight hundred in reading. Okay, but that's still pretty good. But seven eighty is amazing. Yeah, so. dude, I was I was super yeah. proud of that. I tell everybody it was like ten years ago, but still, yeah, I got I got a seven eighty on that <laughs> SAT. Ooh wee! It's <laughs> like one. yeah. I'm, that's so sad how Asians are so like, oh shit, he's a badass. Oh like, shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I pull it out. But it's the... true. We take those scores really seriously. Yeah. Oh man, bro, yeah. I like. Failed regular school tests. Uh, not really failed, but whatever. I got bad grades in school tests, but when it came to SAT studying, ooh, I was in there. Was there like, because Koreans have crazy strict after school SAT I'm pretty academies. sure I worked with a Korean tutor at this place uh, called C2E Education. Yeah, C2's a big one. Yeah. C2 is the oh, Okay, so Indians don't have their own like SAT Kuma academy and stuff like okay, that. Okay, yeah. Um, nah, dude, we're, we're all just. Trying to get the best resources for the SAT thing, dude. Koreans go hardcore in that. It's a, it's a, this. I think it's, it's just our entire continent, yeah. bro. We're all just like, doesn't matter about anything else. SAT. Yeah. And we just go off. Did you do the ACT or SAT? I did. I was a, I was a, I was in a, I wasn't a great high school student. I started studying in sophomore year and then studied even harder my junior year and studied even harder my senior wow. year. But. I started a little too late, okay. so I by the time when SATs came around, I'm like, I, I can't get into the schools I want to, even if I do well, mm. like or the chances are incredibly low, so I just didn't take it. Wow. Which made all the Korean girls hate me. <laughs> no, I'm sure the, so there's, there's some Korean girl out there for you, Ryan, I believe. Well, I don't think I will do well with a Korean woman, to be honest. Ooh. I think I'm getting some hot water, but well, I'm going to go for all it. All right, yeah, tell me. Tell me more. I just don't, I think especially, and this is just my opinion, I might be wrong, but I feel like Korean women likes a very confident, takes charge, um, mach, machismo, um, just like a, like a man's man. I feel like that's mm. what they like. And that is just so the opposite of me. Like I, I'm so go with the flow. You're super vulnerable. Yes. I don't know, maybe, maybe vulnerable is not the right choice. Yeah, like, I I just... I developed that over the years because I found that women don't really like that. But, you know, just... G girls want a guy who says, let's go do this. Or let's go do that. Oh, you're hungry? Let's go eat here. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're you're bored? Let's do... You know, like, a guy who just kind of... Decisive, almost. There you go. That's the word. Decisive. I'm very naturally indecisive i can be decisive and i developed that did you tell your podcast what your astrology sign is yet i'm sure that people will be able to tell you why you're not decisive because of that <laughs> what, what do you think my astrology sign is um somebody just told me about the indecisive one i think it was gemini 
No. No. Okay, I didn't, I'm not an astrology expert. Someone's <laughs> talking about it. Uh, but yeah, what are you? I'm Scorpio. See, that's probably it. <laughs> I don't know. No, that, I don't know a lot of astrology either. But every time I tell someone I'm a, I'm a Scorpio, they're like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Really? Yeah. yeah. And I'm Dude, like, oh, "Okay." You know. you, I could just lie about my thing, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, it makes sense." <laughs> I, swear, I swear. I know. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And I, and this is a super hot take, but apparently those astrology signs, it was based off of constellations, uh, from like five thousand years ago. But then since then, it changed. So now it's not even referring to the same constellations. Uh, my acting teacher told me this, and he was like, yeah, but... Wow. I don't know if it's true. So, like, the fact that the stars aren't the same, we're getting false reports? <laughs> yeah, that's kidding? pretty... Well, the, the diagnosis is not accurate? <laughs> well, the signs, they're based off constellations, but the, those stars move. Uh, no, Since so, like, it's not updated models. We're still yeah, the exactly, exactly. Man! <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but that's what he said. I'm like, oh, but no. I don't, I don't mind. Don't, you know, don't I'm not a big astrology guy. That's not the reason why. I just, I'm not. But, don't you know. tell people that, man. That's I know. Well, literally live their life by. I know. Clothes. I'm definitely gonna, not gonna tell anyone. And I know. I'm, <laughs> On I'm saying first it now date, because... What's your sign? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Not real yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I enjoy reading about it, but. Um, I just never was into those type of things, like fortune cookies. Dude, Indian and... culture is huge with that, man. Oh, really? Yeah, when, you, when you're match, like, this is, like, again, going back deep. I'm, Indian tradition is what I should call it, not culture, because culture keeps changing. Traditionally, um, you literally get the birth certificate, the astrology sign, all that approved by a priest before, like, you could join into a wedding. Like, literally, even if it's a love marriage, you tell your parents, they'll be like, all right, let's check your uh, whatever it's called. So they go through a whole list like, okay, this person is a Capricorn, blah, 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 blah. All right, you're good to go. Hold on. Okay, so what happens if you're with the love of your life mm-hmm. and yep. the and you go to the priest and he says you guys are complete, you guys should not get married based on the signs? You what best happens? believe that there's been situations like that in people's families where families have been ripped apart. Families have been ripped apart by that stuff, man. How do the couples feel? Do they say, okay, you're right? Or do they're like, no, we were going to get married? Again, goes by case-by-case case case basis. But, dude, I know a lot of people... I mean, think about it. If you're going to your parents for approval, if they say no, you're pretty... You're like, yeah, I asked you guys. Now you said no. Okay, I have to listen to you, I guess. That's what I would think. I'm also a rebellious person, so I probably wouldn't ask my parents when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah, dang. So they take astrology really seriously. And then Traditionally. They, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Are there ties to Hinduism with astrology? You're asking me to go in some dangerous waters that I don't know enough about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I yeah. just don't know enough about. I just about. didn't know, yeah. Wow. Maybe, dude. Hinduism is crazy. And uh, also the spirituality behind it is actually pretty cool. I believe it, yeah, yeah. Are you a practicing Hindu? Um, I attend the functions. Oh. And I believe, uh, and I pray to, I I don't pray to God, I'm thankful to God every day, so I don't know if I uh, practice, like, everything that I'm supposed to do, you know? I don't go by the book or anything, I just kind of did my own thing, but yeah, sure. You you Uh, just described the Catholic person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Catholic, and that kind of is like, 
what I am, yeah. I think, like I said, I think religion has just become culturalist. Yeah. And so, like, I think everybody within our, like, generation kind of has a similar vibe about religion where we're not, right. like, super crazy about right, it. Right, right. But at the same time, like, we respect it. It's cool. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a lovely chat, my friend. Um, where can we find you on your socials? Uh, at Amoga Carwar on Instagram. Okay. And uh, my Twitter's not really popping yet, but at Amoga Carwar on Twitter. I have so. 40 followers. <laughs> I have like maybe three. <laughs> 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 but Twitter's yeah, yeah. hard to get followers, man. It's, uh, it's an interesting place. Yeah. I love Twitter. I have my burner account on Twitter. Though. Twitter, my burner account. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you access to the burner later. My recent tweet was, um, she's a 10, but she only orders <laughs> California rolls at all-you-can-eat sushi. Okay. What do you think about that? I mean, I, to me, I don't mind it. You know, she's still a 10 to me. <laughs> she's still a 10. Do you me. know about that trend? It's a trend. Yeah, she's a 10. Yeah, but yeah or yeah. he's a 10, or yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's a 10, but she's a, she's a Lakers fan. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. That one's tough for me. Yeah. Oh, so you're a hardcore Celtics fan. Uh, yeah, through and through, I expect the woman that I'm with to convert, not religions, but teams. <laughs> oh, shoot, so you go to the priest, and they're like, you're, you're 100% <laughs> compatible, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and your girl says, I'm a Lakers fan, you're gonna say, sorry, I can't... I mean, to be honest, yeah, I would. I didn't, like, I would probably have her, like make sure prove her worth by stitch some Celtics thing on her dress like yeah bro it gets real when it comes to that no yeah it's a very very serious part of my life it's a basketball and Celtics are my girlfriend you know what I'm saying so like I need people to be on board with it when they come into my life do you know that I'm a Lakers fan and you're on this pot you're on a Lakers fans podcast I'm at this point right now where I'm living in Los Angeles so I'm surrounded by him <laughs> you, <laughs> so I, I'm the one who kind of hides in the, in the you thing. gotta be careful if you go to the Dodger Stadium and you're like a Yankees fan or Giants fan uh-huh. ooh. I'm a Red Sox fan I rock my stuff in Dodger Stadium they were nice to me though they're nice to me you gotta be oh okay well I'm glad but there was a, a, a Padres fan or Giants fan who got handicapped wow did you not hear about that no and he was next to his daughter like a child daughter and he got beat up man la do better <laughs> okay well on that note we'll end our podcast <laughs> on that note <laughs> but most parents thank you for listening oh <laughs> yeah and um expecting big things from a mo we're gonna keep grinding we're about to get some w's at the 24-hour fitness in burbank is there thanks for having me bro this is so awesome yes my thanks first for podcast coming. there I'm we so go happy about it on q a appreciate you one two three oh crap cool